I realized that I was trying to solve an inner problem by fixing the outside. I was trying to keep my house clean. I was trying to lose the weight and diet and, you know, control, yeah, control my body, control my house, control my kids and my husband. And which all these things, as we know, I mean, really, we, we cannot control these things, truly. We have control over our choice, our voice, what's inside of us. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. Kristen here. We are a couple weeks into the school year now, and whether you are homeschooling like we are, or you are jumping back into public school, whatever that looks like for you in your area, it is certainly a season of transition. And I think in seasons of transition, at least for myself, it can take some time for us to sort of find our groove and figure out what our days look like or how we want our days to look and what it looks like to live the life that we want to live. So earlier this year, I connected with Sarah Dalton. She's the founder of A Simply Big Life, which is an online community that empowers women to design every day with intention. And I had I was actually on Sarah's podcast back in June, right at the end of June, and I'll link that episode in the show notes, of course. But I immediately connected with Sarah and her message for helping women live each day with intention, design their days, live according to their own core values. Everything she talks about is so in alignment with what I talk about. Of course, I talk about it in terms of simplifying nutrition and food and tuning into our intuition in that way. But she talks about it when it comes to our whole lives, our schedules, living our days with intention, living the life that we want to live, starting by simplifying. And so I knew that once I connected with her, I wanted to have her on to share her method with you, to share her Simply Big Life planner she has that really helps you to do exactly what she's going to share with you in today's episode. So we talk about simplifying. We talk about discovering your core values. We talk about learning how to manage your energy. We talk about how to get the whole family involved when it comes to figuring out what your essentials are for your days and really learning how to live your whole life aligned with the life that you want to live, the values that you have, and being able to really put that into practice to find peace and productivity together. Yes, it is possible. And she will share with you how and really creating these you know, simplified systems and routines 
to allow ourselves to make all these things happen without it feeling crazy stressful. So this episode is just jam-packed full of really awesome, actionable advice. So I recommend you grabbing a notebook and a pen while you listen. If you're listening into the in the car, this might be something that you want to go back to and listen to later or grab one of her Simply Big Life planners. She's not sponsoring me. I just really love it because she she really does take you through step by step. So I can't wait for you to hear her message and her tips in this episode. So a little bit more about Sarah. Like I mentioned, she's the founder of A Simply Big Life, an online community that empowers women to design every day with intention. Through her coaching programs, as well as the Simply Big Life Planner, she helps women to align each day with their values. Sarah's philosophy is that we are holistic beings, and when talking about productivity, it's imperative to address the whole person. From mindset shifts and energy management to simplified systems and more, her mission is to help women to stop living in survival mode and start thriving. She's also the host of the Your Simply Big Life podcast, where she has weekly conversations with like-minded women and offers inspiration on all things simplifying and living an intentional life. Pulling from her own life experience, Sarah is passionate about helping women learn to find their unique balance with both peace and productivity. Yes, it is as amazing as it sounds. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. So let's dig in. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I am so excited to have you on. Hi, Kristen. Thanks so much for having me. I think we are going to have such a great conversation that is going to be so relatable to pretty much everyone. I'm sure everyone who listens in, but I love to start with just a little icebreaker. I know we've already been chatting for a couple minutes, but just to break the ice and get things going, what do you drink first thing in the morning when you wake up? Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, I have been listening to your podcast for a while now and I love this question. I love hearing what everybody drinks first thing. For me, it is, I try to do the water and I will usually fill up my glass of water and drink about half of it, but I get too excited about the coffee. So I usually don't finish it. (laughs) Um, But my husband is amazing. So he will, we've gotten into good, a good rhythm where he will set the coffee and there will be a full pot of coffee waiting for me Mm. and I'll grab my favorite mug. And it's very much like a ritual and a way for me to ease into my day. So Mm. after that, you know, half a glass usually of water, that's I'm trying to make it enjoyable, but it's usually just so I can get to the coffee. Um, I will fill that mug with hot black coffee. And just literally as I'm drinking it, I will say, this is going to be a good day. Like that's how I start the day. <laughs> oh, I love that. A little mantra with your coffee. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's going to be a good day. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm with you. I do. I drink, I make this giant mason jar of lemon water in the morning and I drink probably, it's about four cups of water and I drink probably two cups of it before. And that's kind of my, my goal. I'm like, if I drink half of this big mason jar, then I'm good. Then I have my coffee. Then I drink the other half after. So I'm still drinking my water. So I'm hydrating first, but I mean, and that coffee, it really does. It starts my morning off too. It does. It does. Yeah. We were actually just on vacation and I realized how, how set in my ways I am with having my coffee basically first thing. And there was no coffee maker in the hotel room. Oh, no. So I had to get dressed, you know, first world problems, obviously, but get dressed, walk down the hall, wait in line. And it was like, they weren't open till seven. It was this whole thing. So 
it made me all the more grateful <laughs> for my morning <laughs> coffee in my house when I want it. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I actually um, stayed at a hotel for a conference last year with a couple of friends and one of them brought a coffee maker with her to make sure Smart. that we had coffee. And I'm like, yes, you are awesome. Brilliant. <laughs> so great. Yes. <laughs> so I would love if you, if we can start to dig in to you and for those of my listeners who might not know you yet, what are you passionate about bringing to the world? Yes, I love this question too. So I'll just back it up a little bit and kind of where, you know, where Simply Big Life kind of came from in the first place. So I was just so about my oldest son is eight. So about eight years ago, my I was a I became a wife, a stepmom, and a new mom, basically all in one year on the same year. So it was a lot and it was, it kind of put me into this zone of overwhelm and reaction mode, just living in this place of, you know, some people might call it a hot mess. (laughs) Some people might call it, you know, whatever you want to call it, but it was definitely living in this place of constantly just putting out the next fire, running around, feeling like I could never get caught up. Like I was always just behind going to bed at the end of the night and really trying to figure out what the heck just happened. Like, what did I actually accomplish? Um, There was no, it just felt like no real meaning other, other than, you know, I was taking care of my family, which is meaningful and important, but it felt like, yeah, there was something missing. So there was that kind of this underlying feeling of like, because I always wanted to be a mom too. Like this was my dream and I was living my dream, but why wasn't I feeling fulfilled? Like, why was there still that feeling of like what something's missing? So ultimately after a while, I realized that I was trying to solve an inner problem by fixing the outside. I was trying to keep my house clean. I was trying to lose the weight and diet and, you know, control, yeah, control my body, control my house, control my kids and my husband. And which all these things, as we know, I mean, really, we we cannot control these things, truly. We have control over our choice, our voice, what's inside of us. And that's what I feel like I did not no, in the beginning. And that's where I was feeling so lost. And once I kind of switched that, I was able to be, to really start down this path of, of true kind of that, that personal development path and figuring out who I was, what I wanted and where I wanted to go. And that was the turning point for me. And I, I hired a coach. I, she was really like a life and business coach. I felt like there was always an entrepreneur spark in me, like something you know, that I wanted to do something else with my, my brain. I didn't know what that was. Um, but she really helped me to, to dig in and to kind of figure out what the next steps were. Um, and ultimately it started simply big life at this point started because I always loved planners and I was, uh, I loved planning, writing lists, all the things. And I tried all the different planners. That was part of 
what I see now looking back, I was looking for the, the right, the perfect planner. I was looking for the perfect solution to all my problems, which would be fixed right in the most beautiful like planner and I could figure it all out, map out everything, which is not the case. <laughs> but I, so I went about and I wanted to create my own because I could not find what I was looking for out there. So ultimately this really helped me to, it, it just led to so many different things and it started out just in a sketchbook mapping out what I would want in a planner. It led to creating, you know, a website, a, a coaching, like women through this process of, you know, productivity and the method of Simply Big Life. And it, it kind of just evolved from there. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that, and ultimately I guess, at this point now, what I'm passionate about bringing to the world and helping women to realize that it is, it's, it's an inside job, happiness, all those things that we need to connect back to ourselves and that it's not all these outside things that are going to fulfill us. But, and ultimately just, we get there through simplifying. We do that by, we connect to ourselves when it's not so noisy. And the clutter is clear and we can hear our own voice. That's how we get there. So I love to help women figure that out. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love your message so much. And I am sure that there are so many women nodding along with that experience, whether they've been there before or they're there right now with that experience you had kind of as a young mom and a new stepmom and all of the things going this was my dream and you know, I love my family, but I still, I don't even know, what did you say at the end of the day? You're like, what even happened? I yeah. think that we often go through our lives, you know, and we, we go through them so fast. We don't even realize, you know, what yes. is happening or we might not even realize that we're feeling a bit lost. Right. And it, it's that like, you know, that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I am living my dream, but it doesn't feel like a dream. So I love that your mission is to help women simplify so they can, they can get back to that, that core of themselves, which I think is, yeah. is so cool. So I want to start by talking about this whole concept of simplifying, because you know that I am all about simplifying yeah. nutrition. <laughs> so why is, you know, you talked about your planner and that, how that kind of, you know, stemmed from all of these other things that you're doing with women now. So why is simplicity in our schedules and in our calendars so important? So what encouragement, I guess, do you have for the mom who feels, who's in that place you were, who feels like simplicity is just not possible for her? Yep. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I feel like I could talk about this forever. Um, but I did, I was able to kind of, I feel like narrow it down to really what the benefits of simplicity. First of all, it's that clarity. So when you simplify, it's, it's you're really getting rid of the non-essentials, right? And you're able to zero in on what it is that's important to you, who you are, and what you want out of life. And ultimately, I think, right, we get so caught up in the shoulds and all the things that we feel like we should be doing. Again, it's that outside noise and that outside influence where we're really allowing p other people to decide what we do and what we're focusing on. So when you simplify, really it's just, it's getting down to the basics and getting that clarity of what is truly important. 
And I know we'll talk about core values later, but that's really where it all started for me and that clarity of what's important. And then when you simplify, it really helps you to focus. You go deep instead of going wide and just getting, checking the things off the list uh, that infamous in quotes, right? That to-do list that people either love or hate, like, and, but I feel like ultimately really when you simplify, you're getting down again to the basics. And when you're focusing on what's truly important, whether that's what's okay, what's my focus for this week? What's my focus for today? And what's my focus in this moment? Like right now I am here with you. I am not trying to do a million other things or think about anything else. I'm focusing, I'm going deep. I'm in this conversation. So when you simplify, you're able to, to go deep and get the quality. So it's not about the quantity or the, the number of things you check off in a day. Cause I, that was me. I checked off a bunch, a bunch of things off my to-do list and went to bed feeling unfulfilled. But on these days, now I know, I know the difference because it's not like I'm perfect. I still have those days where I get confused in my brain and I'm like, no, but I want to do all the things. But those are the days when I don't feel as good. I mean, honestly, right? It's, it's like truly the days where I feel the most accomplished is when I've been able to focus on one or two key things and really go deep and do it, do them well. <laughs> so that is really... I think just how simplicity in our schedules and our calendars can help us with the clarity and the focus. And to that mom who feels like, but Sarah, I have so many things going on. Like there, that's great for you. Um, but I am super busy and I don't even right. Like you're almost too busy to stop and, and think about these things and like map it out. Like what would that look like for you? So Ultimately, that's why I love to talk about to just mindset and it's not, I, it's mindset really first. And it's really thinking about like, what are the beliefs you have around your time? What are the beliefs you have around just really the things that you're doing in your day? Are you, what is filling up your time? And do you have this like, this lack mindset when it comes to time like there's never enough time do you feel like you're saying that to yourself i never have enough hours in the day there's never enough time to do what i actually want i can't imagine having an hour for myself to go on a walk or you know to journal about these things that i want to figure out like it's just truly um it's looking at those beliefs i would say is the first thing when you're trying to figure out how can you simplify when you're already overwhelmed and then just letting go of that all or nothing thinking. I know you talk about that. And I think that applies here, right? That it's, I'm either, I'm going to go all in and I have to figure this all out now. And it's so black and white, like, okay, I'm just not going to do anything because there's too much to figure out. But what if you just let go of that? And what if you just do the next thing, one small thing each day to simplify? And start seeing how that affects your mood, how that affects, you know, the way you're reacting to your kids and you're interacting with your husband. Start when, then you gain that momentum. When you, I know that it's, you know, said over and over again, that, that journey of a thousand steps, it truly starts with the one, the first step. So I would say if, if just one practical way that you could take that first step 
is seeing, looking at your calendar, looking at your schedule. Now that we're getting out of, um, you know, kind of the different restrictions, they're like getting a little bit looser. I do think people are going to start to see, right, that our calendars are going to start filling up again. And what do we want to fill them with? That's a whole other thing. It's just being intentional, right? But ultimately looking right now where you're at, and what can you, what's one thing you can delegate to somebody else? Mm. Because as women, right, it is so stinking hard to ask for help. Some people, it might be easier than others, but I, and I actually thought that I was somebody who it wasn't hard for me, that I would be, I'm okay with that. But I realized it's the things that I feel like are valuable that are important to me that I don't ask for help with because I want to do them my way. Right. But even those things, whether it's with the house um, or whatever it is, if you just whatever you feel like could really ease that burden and, and free up some space for you, I would challenge you to to do that, to ask for help in one small way today or this week. And that can be your first step of saying, OK, that's off my plate. That's simplifying. So. And then you get a little bit like that adrenaline rush, addicted to simplifying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what else can I do? What else can I simplify? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love this idea of delegation to something my husband and I did recently. And it almost feels like so almost like bougie to admit. <laughs> Right. But it's not, and we are not that fancy. But my <laughs> husband and I both own our own businesses, and his business gets really crazy in the summertime and the early fall. And this year, everything's kind of gotten pushed quite a bit because of all of the COVID stuff. And so his season that was a lot more extended is now a lot more condensed, and it's made our lives very busy. And wow. something that both of us were having a hard time, and it caused some arguments in our family trying to keep up with, is just the house. Just making sure that, you know, the house is clean. We can, you know, we could deal with making sure the laundry was done most of the time and getting dinner on the table, but actually keeping the house fairly clean was getting kind of hard. And so we're like, you know what, let's get someone to come in a couple times a month and do a deep clean in our house. Yes. And it feels so fancy, but it's not, it's within our budget. It's nothing right. crazy. We're not having, we don't have a housekeeper that cleans our house every single day, but twice a month we just leave the house for a couple hours and we come home and the house is clean and the kids destroy it like three hours later. Right. But it feels so good. And it has taken such a huge load off of our shoulders going, mm -hmm. we're just going to keep up with the basic stuff. And we know that they're going to come and they're going to help us out with that. And yeah. it really has freed up so much, not just physical energy and space for our businesses and space for the kids and space to spend time with the family. We were spending or like half of our Saturdays cleaning the house because yes. we didn't have any time during the week. And we're like, that's family time. What is more worth it to us? So we delegated yep. that thing and that deep cleaning just a couple times a month. And we got that family time back or that little, you know, extra time my husband has to run out on a Saturday afternoon and do something for work. And then I can be with the kids. So it's one kind of like silly example in our family, but I am so with you on that with where can I let go of something? And that was a really important way for us to kind of simplify recently. Absolutely. I love that. Yep. Yeah. So something, something else that you talk about that I love and I'm, you know, I'm digging through, I am just currently obsessed with you and digging through everything that you have because <laughs> I love, I love this concept of simplifying in every area. And it's a journey that I've been on for a number of years now, but something that you talk about is designing our days with 
intention. And I love this concept because I think, you know, just like you were talking about, I think so many of us go through our lives reactively, right? Yep. Instead of intentionally. So I think it's a really foreign concept for a lot of people to actually yep. design our days. So how do we go about designing our days and with intentionality instead of kind of reacting to our days? Yes. Oh, yes. Another thing, of course, I love to talk about. I actually literally, I have the phrase live with intention tattooed right here on my body. (laughs) So, and, and it really does help me every day I see it. I'm like, okay, center back. And to me, and again, I feel like it is, it's something that people are throwing around a little bit and, and, you know, that's great. Like I think getting it out there, the more, the merrier. Um, And I think it can mean something, you know, different to each person. To me, again, yeah, it's really being proactive. It's taking the driver's seat in my own life. It's taking back ownership of my life. That, you know, that, that phrase people say of that life's not happening to me, it's happening for me. All those things of that, especially, oh my goodness, I had so many opportunities during this, these last few months to, to put that into practice in my, with my own mindset of just, okay, how am I going to set my intention today to really keep designing my life and not letting the outside world determine what happens and how I feel, how I react. Just ultimately to me, it's really, it's making the choice. It's taking back our power of choice in all the ways. So I love that, just the empowerment and it's getting out of, I mean, it's a little bit of a challenge of to get out of that, that victim mentality a little bit of, because ultimately what I realize is that I get why, why people do that, right? Or why I've done that, because it keeps you safe in that way of when it's not up to you or when you, you feel like you, you're, my hands are out of this, like it's just the world doing this to me, then you're not, then you don't have to maybe not fail or however, you know, right? Like you don't, it kind of takes that, that shame or that guilt out of it a little bit. But ultimately what I found is that personally, that's not me living my best life, me living my best life. My most, my 110% life is when I take back control of the things that I do have control over, because obviously there are, there are things and it's kind of knowing, learning what that difference is too. What are the things that you truly do have control over? And, and usually that's, that's just what's inside us. That's how we react. That's how we show up. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about designing our days and designing our days with intention. So that's kind of that, that mindset piece because I realized in everything I talk about, it's like first the mindset and then the practical. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's both. But first, let's get that mindset right. Like because if you're kind of all over the place in what you believe or, you know, what has happened in the past that's holding you back, those things, then ultimately all the tools and all the tips aren't really going to work. And I think that's what, you know, keeps a lot of people stuck. So ultimately for me, I have found that it's really, again, it's getting proactive and every single day. So first of all, every single week I have in my planner, there's a weekly refresh and every single week you are reflecting on the week that just passed what went well, what could have gone better, 
the winds, all the things just reflecting. I think, again, we go, like you said, we're just moving so fast. Everything's happening so fast around us that we literally do not take the time to stop and think about what just happened, <laughs> whether it's in the week, the day, the month, like we all just had our, you know, we're sort of, it, we're still in it, but we're kind of coming on. It's on the heels of these months where I think we would all do really well to sit down and do some major reflecting. Like mm-hmm. what just happened? <laughs> like what just happened? How did I, how did I respond? How, you know, just the reflection and the, and the getting quiet and the taking the time. That's really, I think, a really important piece of designing your days with intention is the reflection piece of it. And then, so with the daily grounding, so you plan your week and you really get that on straight. But then every single day, I basically do the same thing. And I like to call it my daily grounding time. And ultimately, I'm learning too in my, the, with the women that I, you know, work with that every, we're so different, that productivity and creating these different systems, they, there is no one size fits all. Just like, you know, with food and all that, oh my gosh, like, and that's what I'm excited about. I literally get goosebumps because what I want to do and what I want to help women do is customize all these things I'm talking about. Customize your weekly refresh customize your daily grounding. What does that mean for you? What does that look like for you? How does that help you to go into your day feeling empowered? And like, you know what you're doing, you know what the intention is, you know how you want to feel. So all your actions throughout the day are going to line up and bring you back to your intention. Mm -hmm. So I like to do this grounding in the morning, just for obvious reasons, because when you do it, when first thing in the morning, you know, ultimately that sets you up. But if you're not a morning person, right, figure it out. Maybe it's after breakfast. Maybe it's, you know, a little bit later, but just, um, yeah, really figuring out what, when that might work for you. But I feel like a daily grounding is kind of a (laughs) non-negotiable in whatever way that looks like, because that is when I do my reflecting and my intention. So I really, I literally map out how do I want to feel today? But then I also on even a more practical side, then I have my, in my daily, you know, it's the calendar. So I block out the things that I want to accomplish. So it's, how do I want to feel? And then what am I going to do that will help me to get there? So really that's (laughs) designing our days with intention. Yes. Oh my gosh. You can see me like nodding my head, (laughs) like a bobblehead doll over here going, yes. And I have been on and off, to be perfectly honest, with my own kind of daily grounding practice. I usually, I have some time in the morning where I do some journaling, some prayer. I try to do some meditation. So I have a little bit of time in the morning to myself that I have with my coffee. And I always go over my to-do list. And I try and do a to-do list at the beginning of the week. I kind of try and map out my week. But I'm slowly trying to get into this process that you've introduced me to of actually doing it every single day and doing that little kind of mini reflection. I've been, I have been trying to do kind of a weekly reflection for probably the last six months or so. Mm -hmm. Some weeks are better than others. I'm certainly not perfect. I I love that I have the planner now that I can actually, I have a place to do that every week. So I'll kind of plan out my week, but actually going in every day and doing that reflection and asking myself how I want to feel, what I want to accomplish. I think it's so powerful. And I think that, you know, it just comes back to how so many of us are just reacting to life and not, you know, and not actually living it with intention, but starting that. And I like that you're really flexible about it too, because you know, I'm all about flexibility. 
So, you know, figuring out what time actually works yes. for you to do this. Same thing when I talk about, you know, joyful movement, doing exercise. You don't have to do it at a certain time of the day. It's just about doing it in a way that feels good. And I think it's yep. the same with this. When does it, when does it work for you? It's really just about being intentional. And I think that really does, it compounds on itself. I know I feel so much better when I've done that kind of reflecting over the last week. Mm -hmm. I've got my schedule for the week and then I kind of choose my essentials each day, the yes. things that yeah. I, my must do is each and every day. And it makes such, such a difference. So hundred yeah. percent with you. <laughs> yep. So something that you mentioned before that I really want to dig more into is this idea of our core values. So this is something that I like to talk about when I talk about goal setting. Typically, I'll talk about goal setting maybe once a year, usually around the kind of the new year time um, with the women in my community. And it's something that I think a lot of the women that I talk to about, they, they've just never really sat down to consider. We might have kind of an idea in the back of our head, but I think, you know, with everything you've been talking about, not knowing those core values, not knowing what we value can be something that hinders us from living the life that we want to live because, you know, we're, again, we're just reacting and we are not you know, living with intention because we don't actually know what our intentions are. So exactly. can you talk a little bit more about what core values are and how they relate to all of this, to designing our days, to living with intention, to simplifying? Yes. Oh man. Whew. Okay. So <laughs> this is honestly, this is, this was what turned it all around for me when my coach introduced me to my core values. And I did the exercise of values clarification. Because again, like you said, I feel like we all, when you say core values, like everybody has some sort of like a, a concept of what that is, like values. But I don't know that, you know, it would be an interesting, like, um, not game, but an interesting test to see, like literally how many people could tell you their top five core values like that. Right. And I know that that was me. Literally, I was when I felt that overwhelm, when I was living in this place of just constant, right, putting out the fires, I could not tell you. I could not. And it was eye opening when I first did that exercise. And I was like, oh, and it took some time even. It's, it's really that that inner work of like digging deep and um, to really figure out for me, does this feel true? Because I, you know, you go through and I can give you that link to do a values clarification mm, for your audience great. too. Um, cause yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like that, I know that is where we start with all my coaching, everything that's, that's where we start to get that clarity. Um, for me, it's family, faith, freedom, health, integrity. Those are my five core values. And like I said, it, it really turned everything around once I just was aware of it. I feel like it starts with that awareness. Then I could, right, everything, it's like everything after that, it's like a domino. You're able to really put the, start putting the pieces together. And like when I talk about intention, oh, it all goes back to my values. Oh, when I talk about my goals for the season, oh, what are my values? And okay, so just kind of digging in a little bit more. It's for me, my core values are the fundamental beliefs and the guiding principles for my life. So, and I like to say, so they're my foundation, literally everything, like when you're talking about designing, you need a foundation to build on, right? So you're building your day around the foundation of your values and they're my filter. So when I'm trying to discern, I think we talked about, right, essentials, what is essential? And a lot of people, have trouble 
discerning and determining what are my essentials. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, that is always where I start is with, okay, well, what are your values? And are the things you're doing throughout your day, are they aligned with your values? Or are they just killing time? Are they just really kind of fulfilling other people's values and not your own? Um, so they're the foundation, the filter, and then ultimately they're your freedom because they give you that freedom to just be you and to, to figure out who you are and then to live your life with no apologies. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. And I'm not going to live right when you're in alignment, you're living in that space of freedom because you're not trying to live somebody else's life. You're not allowing them to come in and tell you how it's done. You know who you are and what you want to do. So ultimately, I mean, yeah, I love values. Core values are the center and the foundation for me. And I think too, the other thing is just that people talk about, right? I'm in, are you in alignment? Are you, it can get a little bit like woo woo or that feel like wishy-washy. Like, what does that mean? And I like to really dig down into it. Um, I mean, I have a whole process with the coaching, the peace and productivity um, that we could talk about more. But ultimately, for you, when you're in alignment with your values, really try to figure out what does that feel like in your life? What does that feel like in your body? What does that look like? How are you spending your days? But then also, literally, like, I will tell you for me, more so you can tell almost like when you're out of alignment. I know for me, I am breathing really shallow. I am not taking deep breaths. When I'm, something's off and I'm not feeling fully in alignment and I'm just feeling stressed out, running around, starting to get into that reactive mode, I literally go around the house sighing and I don't even realize it. My husband's like, what are you, like, are you okay? I'm like, what? You're just sighing. Like, <sighs> like all day long. And I'm like, oh, like that's a sign to me. Something's a little bit off. Like I'm not fully in alignment with, with one of my values or just in general, right? Like the day got off track somewhere. So that's a sign for me to like step back and be like, okay, let's look at this. Let's stop, pause, get quiet. All the things that simplicity, you know, let's just simplify right now what's going on. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Ultimately, when I'm in alignment, it's that ease, it's that flow where you just feel energized and you're like, you are really, you end up getting a lot done, but you're not trying so hard. You're not trying to, you're not forcing it. It's just kind of flowing because it's in, ultimately, it's in alignment. It's in that place of peace and where, where you thrive personally. So that's kind of my spiel on values and why I feel like it's so important to know them, right? And to just design around that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. And I am over here again, just nodding along <laughs> with you going, I know that maybe, you know, probably I'm, <laughs> what are days and months now? I don't even know right. when this is so happening. <laughs> We don't have days or months anymore. They all flow into each oh other. Gosh. But I want to say probably, you know, last year, maybe a little bit later in the year, almost about a year ago, um, I was really trying to realign some of the things in my life, in my business, in, you know, the activities that we participated in as a family. We were doing a lot 
We were running around to all of the places, doing all of the things. And we were all stressed out, like all of us down to my two-year-old. <laughs> we were all stressed yeah. out. And I remember looking at my husband going, this isn't the life that I want to live. You know, we're doing these things that we think we should be doing, like you were saying before, but it's just too much. So we might like each one of these individual things for the most part, but it just feels very heavy. And that for us was a really good signal to go, okay, maybe we need to take a couple things off our plate. So when I realized, when I asked myself and I went back to like, okay, so what, how do I really want to feel? And what are my actual values? I realized that we wanted more time as a family. So we let go of a couple of the extra activities that we had on our schedule that just didn't make sense for us anymore. And it gave me a lot of freedom to say no to things, even though I felt I didn't want to disappoint people. So I hadn't said no to some things that I knew were the right time to say no, but it gave me that freedom to go, no, it's okay to say no. And it's sometimes okay to even, you know, disappoint people sometimes when it's in alignment with your life and what is right for you. And it's, this wasn't done in like a mean way at all. It was just like, yeah, you know, this thing, this isn't right for us anymore. And letting go of a couple of those things and bringing in some more of those things that were important to us, like more family time, actually spending time together instead of just going every which way and, you know, uh, you know, realigning our work schedules and things like that. It's been so powerful for me. So I'm so glad that you dug into that. And I'm just right along with you with, you can feel it when things are out yes, of alignment, but I yeah. think it's also, it's up to us to bring them back into alignment. No one's going right. to do that for us. So I think that's exactly. a lot of what you talk about is that intentionality. You can recognize it, but then it's, it's doing something about it from there. Absolutely. So something that you've talked about a couple of times and I love, but also seems like it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> is having both peace and productivity. So those seem so opposite, I think, for many of us, and I know they have for me. For me, it's like if I'm productive, then I'm going, 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 and I'm never stopping. And if I'm peaceful, then I'm just not doing anything at all. So how can they coexist? How can you have peace and productivity? Because I want that. (laughs) Yes. It's so funny because I feel like even my, I love how you just described it because I do feel like that's most people, right? And I even... In the beginning, honestly, like now I feel like I do, I am comfortable saying that I talk about productivity because I know what that means to me. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, ultimately I think it might help if I just share my, how I view productivity, first of all. And that's really, it's quality. It's focusing on quality, not quantity. It's focusing your energy on what is most valuable each day. Mm-hmm. For me, And for everybody, right, what is most valuable that day could be resting. It could be your family time. It could be spending time with your friends. It could be getting down and dirty with your to-do list and, you know, going to town because you have time and that's what will help you that day to feel most productive. But I think it's not only that right? Like it's, we have this one, this like, again, the black and white productivity is getting more done. It's checking more off. Um, but I'm like you with the food, like I'm in the gray, I'm over here hanging out in this messy middle of like, you know what I value again, back to the values. Like my family is a top value, my faith, all these things. So they're going to come into play when I'm talking about, I want to feel productive and really managing my energy. Again, we'll get into that too, but in the most productive, productive way, 
There are times at the end of the week, it's not going to be productive to just keep, keep sending emails and spitting things out, get like writing something else and producing something else. It gets to the point at the end of the week where producing one more thing is not going to be helpful for mm-hmm. all of us. That's really how we're wired. Ultimately. I mean, we're all going to have different levels of that and like capacities, but there is a point where we're not going to be able to produce this quality anymore. Mm-hmm. So then what becomes most productive then is resting, renewing, recharging, and whatever that looks like for you. And there, that is usually, whatever that is, is usually goes back to what you value. So then you find your productivity in your values <laughs> ultimately. And that is peace, right? When you're, it's that, I think it's the balance like you talk about. It's the harmony. It's really when you're able to lean into one thing one day and then lean into the next, lean into your work today, then lean into your family. And that's where that peace for me, that peaceful feeling, the, the flow, the ease. And I like how you said the lightness that you said, like when you're out of alignment, it feels heavy. I feel like then when you're in alignment, it's that lightness. Like you're not trudging around and feeling like, whoa, but you're energized and you're feeling light. And to me, that is peace. That's peaceful. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that you were saying that producing doesn't always mean productive because that really, it goes against like all of my nature. (laughs) My nature is to just keep (laughs) producing and producing and producing. But what a good reminder that rest is productive, that refreshing and renewing is just as productive as producing things because we need that. We need that in order to live a life that aligns with our values and do the things that are most important. So, oh, I love that. And that does feel so much more peaceful and more light when you remember that, when you remember that rest and refreshing can be just as productive. I love that. (laughs) So when this episode comes out, we are going to be kind of going into this back to school time. So I wonder what your advice is in terms of simplifying and finding this, you know, concept of peace and productivity during changing seasons. So either back to school time or like any sort of transition in our lives. So for us, we are learning how to transition back into homeschooling. We homeschooled before and then we were public school and now we're going back into homeschooling. Okay. Being two entrepreneurs, maybe someone else is navigating having a new baby, a new normal with school, with, you know, whatever it might be in their lives. I think there's, there's so many things that are happening to all of us. So how can they maybe bring simplicity into this kind of chaos of change? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause right. And I think that's the thing too, is right. The, the thing we can count on is that change is always going to (laughs) happen. So we need, that's why too, the, the one size fits all, or I'm going to do this system forever done, go move on. But no, the seasons, I love thinking and talking about the different seasons. A season can be like you said, like it, it can be just the physical, like, okay, we're moving into summer, we're moving into fall, but then it can just be a season. Like we just came out of that challenging quarantine season that none of us saw coming. Right. Like, or like you said, going back into, um, homeschooling, like whatever it is, I think when we just get the basics down and we kind of know what works for us and for our family, then we're able to apply that framework to any new season that we go into. So something that 
I love to do, I love to talk about, and that's doing a brain dump. And that's literally just getting pen and paper, getting out anything and everything onto that paper that's running around in your brain. When you're going into, I'll just kind of use that, like you're going into the school season, right? What are all the things you need to do to get your kids set up for school? Like literally the to-do list for that. What are, what are you going to be your work hours? Now, like talking about for me, right? We're hopefully our kids are going to go back to school. It's looking like they will, but it'll obviously look a little different. Um, but then I'll have, I think it's even more important for me to be intentional with my hours that like could easily slip by if I'm not intentional. Right. So what are my work hours going to look like? Did it like all the things in your brain that are swarming around that, you know, you have to figure out going into this next season, do a brain dump, like just get it all out, set your timer, whether it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and just get in a quiet place and get it all out. Uh, that would be my first piece of advice because then I think from there, you can kind of look at that and you're going to find a lot of things that stay up in our brain and affect our mental energy. They don't really matter. Like they're there and they're taking up space. And when you get it out on paper and like in a brain dump, you're able to really see like, okay, that's like, I don't need to be even worrying about that. But this thing over here, yes, I do need to figure this out. So this is something I need to focus on. And like we said before, I, I take that brain dump and I see what I can delegate. That's one of the first things. What can you delegate to somebody else, something else? What can you delete altogether? Like I said to like delete, like what does not matter? What are the shoulds that are crowding that, you know, whether it's kids activities, volunteering things that you've maybe done in the past, but for this season, they don't line up and they don't really work, but you feel obligated. There's got to be a way to, again, to have, and like, it's kind of like you touched on, but it's really boundaries. It's keeping those values secure so that you can stay in alignment and and really protecting your family and what's important to you um and that's what boundaries do so i think they get a bad rap but ultimately yeah it's just keeping us feeling good <laughs> and um so deleting and then what can you this is a big one too that i do like to talk about and i'm still i feel like i'm still working on but automating what can you automate that's the routines, the rhythms, the things like meal planning, like we talked about when you are on my show, like just all the things, what are the things that you do on a regular basis that you can create a simple system, like two or three steps, like not these like complicated, overwhelming, like I don't, I'm not going to remember the system. What is a simple system that you can create to know when you're going to do your grocery shopping, to know how you're going to plan your meals each week. Because these are all things like we all need to eat dinner, right? We all feed our families. We all do the laundry. We all clean the house in one way or another, whether it's having somebody come in or doing it, you know, all the, or doing a combo, which I do. Um, so I think ultimately, what can you automate? Yeah. What are the systems that you can create to just keep that flow going? Um, the other thing that I really encourage is I do a weekly coffee chat with my husband. So once you're kind of, again, you yourself got all your ideas out on the page and then you went through and you edited your brain dump. And then it's really important to get your husband and your family on the same page mm -hmm. in this new season, moving into this, where are we at? What are our values? What are our priorities? What's this going to look like? 
Because if everybody, if your kids are over here thinking they're going to do 20 sports and your husband is like, I'm going to go play golf. Not my husband doesn't even play golf, but, or, you know, I'm going to do whatever over here. And you're like, I'm going to work and do all these things. It's like, whoa, that's, we got to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And um, so I like to do a weekly coffee chat or even in each season, sit down and do a coffee chat with your husband, look over the season, like tell him, you know, share with him, this is what I have so far. What do you think about this? Or what are your thoughts, you know? And then, and then have a family meeting. So I usually like to do it myself, make the plan or, you know, get my thoughts clear, get my thoughts clear with my husband and then get the family on board. Like that's kind of the process. Um, And then it comes down to like, we've said over and over again, what are the essentials for this season? Because I think we can carry over like, well, this, I focused on this or this was important last season, but it's a new season. So what's going on? What makes sense? And discerning, like we said, what are the essentials for this season? And real quick, I know I'm going long with this because I could, again, keep talking about all this stuff. But really, again, is it aligned with when you're figuring out your essentials, just the basics, is it aligned with your values? Is it connected to your goals? either personal, professional, or family? And then does it bring you joy? Is it something you actually want to do again or going back to, or is it something you feel like you should be doing? Mm -hmm. So that's how you can kind of determine the essentials in this new season. So. (laughs) Yeah, I love that so much. And I love bringing your family into it too. I know my husband and I have had a practice of like a Sunday night meeting for over a year now. And it it does make such a difference just knowing. And when we don't do it, it's like the whole week is chaos (laughs) without fail. And it's just like my meal planning routine, the same thing too. That's something that's just a routine for me now. And there's a very, very rare occasion that I don't do it and it, everything feels off. And it's once you get into those habits and then when you bring your family into it as well, I think that's so huge, especially when you have kids who are old enough, like my two-year-old's not going to understand the schedule, but my six, almost seven-year-old, Absolutely. She wants to know what is going on and she wants a little bit of that consistency and bringing her into it too. And asking her like last year when we were going through kind of a crazy time, we told her, we think we're doing too much. And she was like, yeah, I think so too. And so we asked her (laughs) to pick her two favorite activities because at the time she was doing three activities, you know, plus school. And it was just a lot. And she like right off the bat was like, I don't need to do this thing anymore. And we were like, oh, awesome. Okay. And she's like, yeah, I don't really like it anyway. And we're like, oh, okay. Maybe we should have done this before (laughs) because we want her to be happy too. And they're part of the family too. And it just, it was one less thing on our plate and it made all of us that much happier. So I think it's so important to bring our families into that too. So I love that you mentioned that as well. Totally. (laughs) Something that you mentioned before that I think is going to be a really hot topic for the mom listening is optimizing our energy. So can you kind of explain, first of all, what this means and how moms can optimize their energy for their busy days and overall just their busy lives? Yes. Yes. Okay. So energy management is something that I feel like Simply Big Life has evolved into now. Like I said, like it started with the planner and it kind of went into like the intention and the values. And just recently, I'm really, I am digging into this concept of managing our energy, optimizing our energy first, before we even look at like, like managing our time or figuring out our time. Because ultimately, 
we could have all the blocks of time and the perfectly batched things that we're going to do and this great to-do list. If we show up to that block of time and we are exhausted and our head is full of clutter and all the stuff that we need to still do or we want to do, we are not going to have the energy to create anything, to do anything of value. So we have to optimize and manage our energy first. And ultimately, so yeah, so I have dug into this and I'm still going to keep digging in and kind of figuring this out because I feel like it's an evolving, ongoing process. Just And it's, again, it's so individual and it's so unique to each of us because the things that energize us, the things that drain our energy, they're going to be different. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of this, again, I feel like everything I'm talking about comes back to you have to, you really do have to take this time to get to know yourself. You have to take the time to look inside and to stop long enough to figure out who you are and what works for you. So when we're talking about energy, it's in the definition of energy is the capacity to move. Um, And ultimately what I like to say is when I'm talking about personal energy management, it's the ind- it's our individual capacity to thrive on a daily basis. What is that for us, right? Where, you know, what are, ultimately there's four energy sources too. There's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So when all of these things, and we've kind of already touched on all these things in the different ways, right? But when you really take a, a really in-depth look at each one individually and you're seeing, okay, um, ultimately at this time in this season, do I really need more physical energy? Do I need more sleep? Am I literally dragging through my days? Obviously, like you talk about with the nutrition and the movement and just taking care of our physical bodies. It's not, it's nothing about how we look. It's literally all about how energetic we are and how we can show up and keep moving and going through our day and get all the way through the day feeling great, not Mm -hmm. crashing at 3 p.m., not right. And it's just starts with that awareness of what is going on right now with my physical energy. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about mental energy, right, that's literally, that's the capacity to focus and to create. I mean, that's huge, obviously, when we're talking about with the business or even, but just being present and engaging with our family. If we're over here thinking about our to-do list, if we're over here trying to figure out what's for dinner, like, because we have it, right? Just all the things, um, that's where automation comes in with um, eliminating decision fatigue with mental energy is huge. And then just the emotional energy. I mean, I think we can all, especially over these last few months of just really connecting to how, how connected we are, our capacity to feel and to to understand our feelings and where they come from and ultimately then spiritual just that ability to connect to connect to our our values to what's important and just to the bigger picture like what's the bigger picture what's the what's our why in life um so ultimately i mean again each one of these things and this and energy management can be a podcast in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately it's just really to think about um, how can we, everything we do throughout the day is going to spend energy just no matter what. So 
how can we be intentional about where we're allowing our energy to go? Because mm -hmm. scrolling through Facebook, social media, mindlessly watching Netflix, um, again, trying to figure out all these things, like not having the systems when it comes to all the things we do all the time and having to refigure it out every single day, that takes our energy and it makes it not available for our family, our creative pursuits, whatever that is, it really limits our energy for the things that are most important. And by the time we do all these things that really don't matter in the big picture, then we come over here and we're like, okay, now it's time to focus and it's time to be present. You have no energy left for the people and the things that matter most. So it's really increasing that awareness of, first of all, where's my energy going? <laughs> and what are the things that drain my energy? What are the things that give me energy, give me life? I mean, for me, honestly, I'm figuring that out in the business and simply with my Simply Big Life. It is, I, you know, I started my own podcast and when I get off like this, like chats like this, talking about stuff like this, it energizes me. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. And I know, so I'm kind of in that sweet spot and I am more than willing to invest my energy into these things, mm -hmm. right? But whether other things like maybe writing, you know, isn't, I would rather speak and that gives me energy. Writing seems to, you know, drain my energy and make me, it takes too much mental energy that's precious for other things. So it's figuring out what that is for you and then really right along with when you're creating your intention each day, really thinking about where am I, how am I going to be intentional with where I spend my energy? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You're talking about mindlessly scrolling social media oh. <laughs> and watching random things on Netflix. And I'm like, are you in my life? Are you we in all my do it? <laughs> and I think a it. lot of people can relate to that as oh, well, yeah. but I do have to catch myself. Because usually when I'm doing that, it's because I'm procrastinating doing something that is actually going to energize me, like going to bed. I yes. typically don't do those things during the day. Typically during the day, you know, I am focused, whether it's focused on the kids or, and I, yeah. I shouldn't say I am always, I am certainly not perfect, but I'm learning. But you yeah. know, I'm either focused on the kids or I'm focused on my business or hopefully I'm hanging out with my husband. But usually it's like <laughs> at the end of the day where I'm just trying to get some rest time and really what my body needs is sleep, but I'm over there scrolling Instagram or something like yeah. that. And I have to kind of snap myself back and go, this is not helping me tomorrow. This right. might be making me feel kind of relaxed now, but what does my body really need for yeah. tomorrow? So yes, I love that so much. And I love this whole concept of energy management. And I'm like, I feel like we could, we could talk on a whole other podcast. Yeah. So yeah, like for sure. And your yeah. podcast is awesome. And I, I can see like a series in your future with yes. management on your podcast. Oh, yeah. I'd love to listen to that because it's oh, so, yeah. so good. I love that. And I, I hope that the woman listening takes that advice and goes and, and really asks herself, what is draining me? What is energizing me? And I think it is so powerful to keep more of those things that energize us. Like for me, it's speaking as well. I love to talk. Yeah. I love being on the podcast, whether it's, you know, doing a solo episode or talking yeah. to other women. I love that so much. Whereas, yeah, yeah there are other things that, that don't energize <laughs> me. So and I think everyone has that. Yeah. There are going to be some things that might not energize us, but we have to do. So right. how can we, like the laundry? I don't love the laundry, yeah. but it has to be done. But how can we make room for that 
Exactly. While still making room for those, those other things that, Hey, when we're doing the things that energize us, then we have the energy to do those things that might not be that great, but are still, are still necessary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit about marrying mindset with strategy when it comes to simplifying, which is really what you've been talking about the whole time, but you have this (laughs) incredible resource and I just shared about it recently on Instagram and I will continue to share about it because I love it. And Mm -hmm. I am so grateful for you for creating it. And that is your, a simply big life planner that you've talked about a few times. So can you explain, you explained a little bit about why you created it, but can you maybe dig a little bit more into the process of creating it and how it works and how it helps women strategically make all of this stuff that we've been talking about happen in their lives? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. So it even, I mean, from the very beginning, I literally started, like I said, I started out sketching it on a a blank, like a sketchbook. And I was just furiously like, okay, here's the month. What I could not find, I think the biggest difference, what I was looking for and I couldn't find, I wanted a all in one, first of all, because I had so many notebooks for different things. Mm -hmm. Like a schedule and then like a dream book and then like my thoughts and a journal. And I was like, okay, I want it all in one place. Like, I think that can be done. I just need to figure out how. So the first version, so this is the current, <laughs> the current one is the second uh, edition mm-hmm. of a simple, the planner. So the first version was last year and it was really, really big <laughs> because I was like, I want to fit it all in. Um, but ultimately my, and so the whole, I mean, just with the publishing that again is a whole other story, but I feel like just a little tidbit, something even for like the, the entrepreneurs out there, I just, I just jumped in. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I had no idea what I was doing when it came to actually publishing a planner I just did, I did have my coach for sure who helped me and that was super huge and helpful. But I, I realize now part of the, you know, just what's really kept me going and with this business as a whole is that I'm, I'm okay with it not being perfect and learning as I go. So that's just something like probably from this whole experience of doing the planner that really stands out. And that's what I continue to do because I really am passionate about this message of, and bringing this to women of like, I really think we can have, we can have everything we want in life and that, but it's really getting clear on what that is (laughs) because it's not all the things and it's not necessarily maybe what we think. So Mm -hmm. I think having this as the resource for women to do all the things that we're talking about, like a one-stop shop to figure out what your values are, to do your goal setting, to think about your season and what are the systems that you need to create in this new season. Because right now this current planner is mapped out each season, which I actually just did it this morning, is a seasonal reboot. So you're talking, you're figuring out what, looking back at the last in 90 day increments, looking back at the last 90 days, you know, again, the reflection and then setting your intention and your goals, So ultimately how it's mapped out is it's the season, it's the monthly, then the weekly, then the daily. And Mm -hmm. that is what I did, could not find anywhere because again, I feel like my, the way my brain works anyway, and that helps me to sort of organize my thoughts is to get the big picture. What are my dreams? What are my goals? And for my goals, and then break it down, get the big picture, break it down 
break it down, ultimately simplify. Simplify, mm -hmm. simplify. And to get down to eventually you get to your day and you're not overwhelmed by like your big goals. All you're focusing on each day is the little micro baby step that will get you eventually to your goals. Mm -hmm. But you don't even need to worry about that. You're just thinking about the one baby step. But how do you figure out what that baby step is? <laughs> is starting at the top and reverse engineering basically is kind of how I designed the planner. Um, and so ultimately, again, and I think infused in every, the weekly, uh, the monthly refresh, the weekly refresh, and then the daily grounding page infused in that is the mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's asking you on every, at every turn in the planner to check in with yourself, to see how you're doing, what you're thinking, how you're feeling, how you want to feel, how you want to show up. It's, there's gratitude, reflection, intention every single um, day. And, and then also then it goes to, so that's like the mindset and really matching that then with the strategy of, okay, so then what are your three most valuable tasks mm -hmm. to match you up with your intention, right? And, and then go right to the next, right next to it and block that off block off the t when you're going to do your most valuable task. Mm. Just literally moving through the page from left to right, my mindset, and then how I'm going to do it, and when I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And just kind of really, because I do believe you need both, right? You need to, and I think doing that mindset work, that's ultimately managing your energy. That's what you're doing. You're figuring out where you're going to focus that day. So yeah, so it's been really fun. And um, this current planner is, the, the nice thing is that it's, <laughs> it's not as big and bulky because I broke it into two volumes mm -hmm. because I still, ultimately, I'm still trying to figure out, I want it to be a one-stop shop and for, and I know obviously it won't be, it's not going to be perfect or have everything for everybody, but as much as possible, all the things I'm talking about and really just getting to the root of how can we figure out our essentials for our life. That's what I want women to get out of this planner. Yeah. And I think they, they so are. I was with you too in having, I literally had four different planners before yeah. I just started right. switching over to yours where I had one with like my daily gratitude and my kind of my, the morning practice that I was doing, getting in touch with my goals. And then I had one that was more of a bigger picture. And then I had my daily. So I'm totally with you. I love that it has yeah. everything, but it also has, it has the monthly spread and the weekly refresh and it is just so great and everything all in one. And so I love it. So I'm, I'm sure. And you're giving my listeners a discount, right? So they can, yes. get, and yeah. they can get their own, which Absolutely. is awesome. And I think it's just, it's such a brilliant idea to have it all together because just like what I talk about nutrition and when I talk about intuitive eating, mindset is such an important part of this. And I truly believe that if you don't know what your core values are in your life, it's hard. We waver a lot in our health too, because yeah. we, oh, yeah. we are just, you know, going, 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 exhausting ourselves. Yes. Like we are talking about right at the very beginning. Right. And we're not mm -hmm. taking care of ourselves. Yep. 
for that reason, right? So I think it all just, it all goes together, right? Absolutely. So I love it so much. So thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. This is so, so good. And I kind of just want to like launch it right now. And we have a couple of months before (laughs) this is coming out. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so good. (laughs) So can you share anything new that you have coming up or what's in the works for A Simply Big Life and where my listeners can find you? Yes. Well, thank you so much. Seriously, Kristen, this has been such an honor to be able to talk with you. And so this is actually my first interview. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And it's just been, anyway, it's been a blast and basically a dream come true. So thank you so much. So, okay. So yes, I've got the planner, the volume two planner. We will put that in the show notes with the, um, with the discount. And then actually right around the time that this is going to be coming out, I am going to do another round of the peace and productivity group coaching program. So that's actually really good timing right now on my website. I have um, a wait list so you can get on the wait list and you know, you'll get all the updates and everything, but that's really been um, a really fun thing. Cause ultimately it's kind of everything we've talked about and just walking women through this method, all the things, clarifying your values um, getting your mind right, just thinking, you know, getting down and dirty with what your limiting beliefs are, what's holding you back, figuring out your energy management, and then ultimately customizing systems for you. So I really enjoy as much as I love the podcasting, but I also love, you know, just more one-on-one and being able to talk with women and walk them through the process. Mm-hmm. So that's the piece in productivity group coaching. And then um, yeah, so I'm on Instagram and my website is a simply big life. And then um, I have a Facebook group, which is really fun. And that's a simply big life too. So it um, ultimately, I do I go in there definitely once a week, if not posting more just asking questions going live, we're actually currently doing like a summer challenge, just little weekly habits and things like that. So that's another place you can find me too. Awesome. (laughs) Well, you would never know that this was your first interview. I mean, you are so, so great and so eloquent and everything you shared was so, so valuable. So I am very grateful. So I know you've listened to my podcast before, so I have three final sort of rapid fire questions, but I always say you can take as long as you want (laughs) that I love to ask. So my first question is, what is your favorite thing to cook? Okay. So I, I, I would say I have a love-hate relationship with cooking. Um, When I feel like I have to do it or have to do it often, then I'm just over it, which I think we can all relate to. Mm -hmm. But when I'm like, oh, I can take my time and I can like make it a creative thing, then I enjoy it. But I will say tacos, just regular, like beef tacos. We finally found like a seasoning that I make that my son is like obsessed with. So anytime he smells tacos, He's like, yes, mommy tacos. And it makes me feel good. So that's probably my favorite thing to cook because it's easy and I know they'll eat it. (laughs) Yes. Oh, we love tacos in our family. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So then when you don't feel like cooking, what is your favorite thing to order? If you're going out to a restaurant, I guess when we're allowed to do that. Or or what is your favorite thing to have someone else cook for you? Yeah. Hands down, grass-fed burger like huge, juicy. And I do get, I'm, I try not to be, you know, I do get disappointed when they're not like a good burger, you know, but I can kind of spot it on the menu now. And I'm like, I don't want to waste 
ordering my burger if it's not going to be like the good, you know, the real deal. So, but yeah, I would say cheeseburgers are probably just my favorite food in general. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. They're so good. If you're ever out this way, we have an amazing burger place. It's so okay. good. That's like our go-to date night is to yes. get a burger from this place and their fries are the best. They're so good. <laughs> I would love to explore your area. I actually haven't been up yeah. that way. I well, come visit. To. You can come hang okay. out. <laughs> hey, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll eat burgers. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> So my last question is, what does your beautiful balance mean to you? I love this. So, okay. So I think I've actually been kind of doing a lot of journaling and trying to figure out balance because I do like my actual, my non-work email is balancing Sarah. Like I've always, um, you know, believed in balance, but I think what I'm coming to are kind of, you know, my evolution of my thought process on that is just thinking to, it's not, it, right, it's not so much just staying upright and just going. I think what most people think when they say, I don't believe in balance, mm-hmm. is that it's just this thing where you're like staying on the straight line and you're not ever, you know, everything's 50 50. That I do not believe in. And we all know that that's not what we're talking about. That doesn't exist that way. So it's, For me, my beautiful balance, it's that counterbalancing and that's knowing when to push myself and when to let go. So being, knowing when, when to lean into something and then when to like lean the other way and like just kind of going, you know, then it's like a flow and it's a harmony. So, but I still, I love the, I love balance because I know what it means to me. Mm -hmm. Like it makes sense to me. Right. (laughs) So I love that beautiful balance. Yeah. Oh, I'm so with you on that. I know. I think balance gets a bad rap these days. People are like, balance isn't a thing. It's non-existent. And I'm like, no, I think it is. I think we just have our definition of balance wrong. Exactly. I think when we can define balance for ourselves, it's definitely something we can find. So, so, so good. I think that's, that's a great way to end Sarah. That was so awesome. Thank you again so much for being on. I'm sure everyone's going to hop over and get themselves a planner and go see everything that you are, you are doing. And again, I'm just so grateful for you being on. This was so much fun. Thank you, Kristen. It was a blast. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.